Welcome to the BWI Daily Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. We have a special guest. We want to get more integrated, more connected, more plugged into all the things going on with Penn State football. And to do that, we are, we've are we reached out to a very special guest. Very happy to have him on the show. Bruce Lombard of Lombard MMA in State College. Trains not only individuals, but has in-depth MMA football cross programs, which he is one of the creators of that sort of thing, uh, teaching athletes how to be better hand fighters. So, uh, Bruce, thank you for your time and welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, you, Frank. Was that a was that an accurate representation? Did I do a good job nutshelling your business? Because there's a lot of different ways that I feel like you do stuff. Yep. Yeah. Well, Lombard MMA is, is like my brick and mortar, my my main business, and uh, the uh, MMA football cross training creation and, and business side is called MMAFX which is mixed martial arts football cross training. Um, and I developed that about uh, 2014 or so. And it's just been going good since then. Uh, started out working with some high school coaches to high school teams to then, um, you know, basically stalking Penn state players and coaches to see if they'd give me a shot to share my, my ideas. Uh, and then eventually uh, I was the Bill O'Brien years uh, football athlete, uh, student athlete named Sean Stanley had just graduated and was looking to go in the NFL. And he decided to come down and give it a shot. And then from there, he liked it and told Coach Larry Johnson, who was a D-line coach at that time, uh, who then went and told the strength coach, head strength coach, which was Craig Fitzgerald, which has been, uh, who has been a big advocate of mine and friend and has helped me kind of spread this program around the country. Uh, and then from there, that's when uh, Coach Franklin came in, and a, a D-line coach at that time was uh, Sean Spencer, Spencer, uh, Coach Chaos. Uh, and he and I developed a relationship. He's a big uh, hand-fighting advocate, and uh, uh, he's taken me around with him, around the country, told his friends. And so since uh trained some high school players to now traveling around the country, uh, training college athletes, football athletes, and NFL athletes and teams. I want to get into some of those uh, players in some of those places, but the first thing I want to start with you, uh, Bruce, is um, I-, I put you in in a very special category. You and Kale Sanderson, two of the nicest, calmest, most polite, most dangerous men I've ever been around. W- what's the secret sauce, Bruce? Why are you why are you badasses so calm? <laughs> when you when you uh, just you're a calming influence to be around well, we have the same hairdo too yeah i don't know if it's uh it's comes with age uh, things just get calmer a lot of that uh, testosterone uh weakens or whatever i'm not sure I and mean, i don't think i've ever been a uh like an aggressive mean person um but yes i guess as you get older you get calmer and you get more comfortable in your skin and, and your knowledge um so uh, that's about the only way I can explain that. Uh, and you get a little more lazy um, and tired easier. Uh, so you don't have time to, you know, get that energy all built up over meaningless things, I guess. Uh, uh, so so I, appreci- I appreciate that knowledge. Still not going to cross you. Still yeah. not going to make you mad. That's absolutely not on my list of things to do. Uh, you mentioned you started this in, in 2014. You had this idea. What was the genesis? What, what was the idea behind wanting to create your MMA FX program and then uh, see it, distrib- it distributed the way it was? Yeah, well, as I kind of briefly mentioned, I was training uh, at my local business. I was just training a couple uh, high school coaches. 
and um, they were doing boxing. They were doing a little bit of wrestling, some Muay Thai kickboxing. And one in particular, his name was Steve Goodoff, uh, who's a local football coach. And he, he would go to a couple of these clinics at Penn State and notice a lot of this hand stuff that was going on. And, and so he brought to my attention and showed me some videos. And I, I recognized some of the motions that were being taught by a martial arts uh, instructor. And I was like, well, I, I know that stuff and I think I can add to it. Uh, so what I did is I, I took the elements of boxing is the primary uh, resource. Um, Wing Chun, which is a traditional martial art. Bruce Lee really made it famous in this in this country. If you watch any Bruce Lee movies, a lot of his um, hand fighting there is called Wing Chun. It's it's an art of limb immobilization. So in particular for football, it's, it's arm immobilization. Uh, and then there's a little bit of wrestling and a little bit of Muay Thai kickboxing all blended into this in this program. And then for probably after I connected with Penn State football players, probably two or three years that I trained guys as pro bono. I was just trying to share my ideas and get feedback from them, excuse me, feedback from them to how I can improve the program. Uh, and then as they went on to the NFL, some of them, they came back, gave me ideas. And, and so now it's kind of developed into uh, not that we're, I'm still not learning uh, as I meet people and coach people and train them. Uh, but it's, it's come quite a long way since those beginning days of, of just an idea to where the scope of it is, is, is today. So I, I think that this is an obvious thing, but for people maybe that, that don't see the connection, maybe don't have the intuitive knowledge of offensive and defensive line or whatever sort of interactions football players have, what are the benefits then of those moves and movements for football players? Yeah. So, so, I, I try to explain to coaches or players when they come and train with me, I, I'm, I'm not a football coach. That's not my expertise. I study it. I learn it. I understand it. I've uh, been around it most of my life. Uh, I'm a martial artist um, that kind of uh, understands body mechanics and uh, how the combat sports work. And combat sports, including boxing, wrestling, full mixed martial arts, is, is very similar in physical emotions and mentality to, to football. Uh, so uh, putting it together kind of makes sense because the movements are so similar uh, uh, with football, with, with mixed martial arts or boxing or whichever. So um, the key thing that I, I'm not going to be teaching them swims and rips and bulls and long arms and, and pass rush moves, but I'm going to teach them how to have uh, improve their athleticism that they can be more effective with those particular motions or, or um, pass rush moves that their coaches already trained with them. Uh, and then, so I'm developing athleticism through, uh, hand eye foot coordination. Uh, so this program is just not hand training. It's also vision, uh, improving your vision, your peripheral vision, your focus, seeing things, uh, quicker than your opponent would. Uh, there's footwork to it. So the eye hand foot coordination, uh, but with the hands we're we're working on people's timing or precision, working their non-dominant hand control. Um, and the rhythm, we're teaching them how to basically dance with their hands. So you don't hear too much in football. It's not really a football term, but we're teaching them how to be really sensitive and fluid with their motions and not just ballistic and powerful and push and pull. Um, so uh, we have a saying that uh, uh, timing beats speed, precision beats power. So, you know, some guys might be bigger than you, stronger than you, faster than you, but if your timing's better than them, 
You're generally going to neutralize it, if not be better. And if your precision's, uh, even if they're more powerful, but your precision's better than theirs, then again, you're at least going to neutralize it or be on the upper side uh, if you can and follow those kind of, uh, that mindset. Um, we practice no wasted motion, so everything's tight A to B motion, so it's quick to the to target. Uh, we talk about limited motion, which uh, translates into uh, the less margin of error. So the more motion you have, the more margin of error you're going to have. So we try to tighten everybody up. Um, and again, that's combat sports, uh, in particular boxing. So we're trying to take a great athlete uh, that might be more of a brawler. You know, he's just physically gifted, strong, fast, and turn him more into a technician. Uh, and and the art of of boxing, which is pretty much, you know, I work mostly with D-line and outside linebackers, is pretty much used a lot in their position. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of boxing, a lot of stuff with your hands. Uh, boxing, there's no other sport like it. If your footwork's not good, your hand, your timing, your technique's not good, your vision's not good, uh, you pay the price in that sport. You get hurt, knocked out. And so, and we take that mentality and put it into football players uh, to give them, as we call it, helping them gain an edge, doing the little things to gain that edge that, you know, most other people probably aren't training it. I love I love that. I love the biomechanics of movement. It's what I think a lot of us don't understand we love about sports is watching excellent biomechanics and, and doing things with such beauty and precision. That's that's where the, kind of the to me, that's the art side of yes. of especially for me, football um, and that coordination and focus, uh, mobility over raw power and strength football. It's interesting. You talk about high school athletes. Football is not a linear game, but I feel like a lot of times athletes, especially from high school, they have very linear lifting, very linear running, trained in a very linear way. Uh, you mentioned, you know, the 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 eye hand coordination, the vision, but from a movement perspective, how does MMA address maybe some of those developmental deficiencies in maybe a tight athlete or an athlete that doesn't have the flexibility of somebody who has maybe is a multi-sport athlete or has done different things in their young career? Yep, and that's why you know you look at mixed martial arts; it's it's basically four sports in one. If you look at the core of mixed martial arts and what, what guys the highest level in UFC training? They train in four sports, boxing, Muay Thai kickboxing, uh, wrestling, and then a submission grappling art, uh, generally Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, so they're, they're training in four sports. So uh, it's just like that one sport athlete that doesn't take advantage of other sports and how they can use their body differently and, and understand uh, competition and movements. Uh, so with mixed martial arts, you blend all those, those four sports together and, and you become kind of like the ultimate athlete. I think mixed martial arts are the, the ultimate athlete. Um, and then again, so then we take that and the concepts of, of mixed martial arts and break it down into, uh, into areas where it can, can kind of cross over into football and benefit that athlete. And I think that's what we've done with, with MMAFX. We're still learning. We're still trying to develop and evolve it. Um, but, you know, after – eight years through all the learning and feedback and, and seeing how it works with athletes. Um, I think we're on the, the right track. And, and as I mentioned, the, the goal of this is to improve the football athletes athleticism while doing sports specific motions for football. Um, so I know, you know, I've been to places and I see it on YouTube or whatever is 
people are trained their eyes by hitting lights on a wall every time I see a light comes up, which is great. And I'm sure mm. it's helping their reaction skills. Uh, but is it sport specific to, you know, somebody's arm or hand coming at them? No. Uh, they throw a tennis ball at a wall and try to catch the ball off the wall with their back turned to the, the feeder. And is that great for, you know, the hand-eye coordination, the agility of your hands? Yes. And if that's all you have access to, then great. But uh, with this particular system, um, we're actually specific to motions coming at you and you are reacting. It's almost like sparring and boxing. And then, then the motions that we do, the, the training and the repetition we do, helps the athletes' acceleration with their hands. So, again, boxing is a big part of this program, and boxing's not about pushing punches. You're not pushing at somebody and you're not stabbing them. You're actually striking at them with a quick retraction. Um, so we teach them how to explode in a short amount of space, uh, with, so which helps them with their bull rush, their stab or long arm, uh, anything uh, to help that acceleration makes it more explosive. And um, so that boxing helps it and the vision and the vision, seeing things and the footwork and mm -hmm. leverage and balance. Um, and then through all that training, and, and we, we really focus on rhythm and flow. And then once you get that rhythm and flow, then they put their natural attributes with it, which is their natural speed and their power. Um, and then that's what leads to what our ultimate goal is for these athletes to have violent hands. So that gets more into the, the football terminology. Sensitivity, maybe they don't like that, but violent uh, is what <laughs> we're looking for. Um, and that gets us to point A to B quicker than our opponent. Uh, and then our hands are going to be violent. This hand fighting uh, it's very articulate. It takes a lot of practice uh, to, you know, to make it work before you. We're going to build confidence through repetition. But if it can work, you know, 10 plays of the game, maybe, maybe you get a couple tackles for loss, uh, maybe you get a sack or two. Uh, so it's just all that little, little things. We're just kind of adding to the puzzle. So uh, adding, adding to the machine of the athlete. If you don't mind, who are some of the, the Penn State athletes that you've trained and what are some of the, the success stories you've had with training guys to use these tools that you're talking about? Yeah. So the original guys, they gave me a chance uh, and were really the kind of the, um, the structure of the program gave me tons of feedback. Uh, Anthony Zettel, who played here, I think he graduated in 16. Uh, and when Franklin got here, he, you know, he was as a junior, he was all Big Ten. Uh, I believe as a senior, he was all Big Ten, maybe honorable mention, whichever. Went on in the NFL for six years. But he was the guy that, that trained me the most, uh, sometimes four days a week. Um, Daquan Jones, uh, Austin Johnson, um, Carl Nassib, uh, just to name a few that, you know, have gone to the NFL. Uh, some old line guys. John Urschel was the main offensive lineman that, that trained with me. And with offensive line, I, I do a little bit of hand fighting, but most of it is boxing. Mm -hmm. uh, focus on a sport of boxing, trying to take a 300-pound athlete and and uh, make them have footwork like they're a 145-pound boxer. Uh, and then making their hands faster, uh, teaching them how to use their hips and legs and their punches and not just arms. Uh, and, then, and then timing and then the precision, hitting those targets uh, quickly and, and learning how to retract. Uh, not just always grab. There's different parts of the offense line, but but John Urschel was a big part. Mike Hall as linebacker trained me. I also trained a lot of wide receivers. Chris Godwin, uh, Juwan Johnson, because wide receivers are doing a lot of hand fighting too. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, so the, the program is, is generally set up for a D line. There's like 20 to 25 techniques and many drills that we put uh, using those techniques. Uh, but with wide receivers, probably about eight to 10 techniques we'll do. Uh, so we really condense it because that's all they really need. Uh, and then again, repetition and learn how to get off the line and get those hands, uh, keep those hands, uh, defensive backs hands off. So, so we work with wide receivers as well. Uh, down, bro- down blocks brought to you by Lombard MMA. I love that because what you described there is using your hands and your hips together, the explosive movement of blocking, leverage, all that stuff translates exactly to what you're talking about. So from a football perspective, I love that. That's what a lot of, that's another thing that I think a lot of athletes miss, you know, because I do a lot of film evaluation of high school athletes and it's a lot of leaning, a lot of top heavy stuff. I'm going to push you down instead of using that, again, that mechanical movement of using your entire body to block and uh, unlocking those things. I think it is just, I'm sorry, I'm nerding out about your expertise. I, I just, no, I, I get excited about right. it. It's <laughs> awesome. It's just that uh, they're two great, my two favorite sports. I think a lot of, like most football players love MMA. Yeah. And most MMA, uh, whether you just train in it or you compete in it, they love football. They're similar nature, combative sports for the most part. And, and again, similar body mechanics, like you said, leverage. Uh, we really hone in on keeping your head above your feet. Uh, that leverage, the balance, uh, it's, it's all real important. Uh, so I get a lot of high-level athletes, and they're used to being good at anything they start. Yeah. And with this, sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's because we're trying to be so perfect, um, it can get frustrating. Uh, so it, it takes patience and time and willing to kind of learn how to train as what we call training at a white belt level. Whether you're a professional or not, always remember where you started and always have that mentality that you have a, a white belt approach where you just are seeking that learning and enjoying the process. Uh, and then after enough repetition, then you can take it to the field, be pretty ballistic with it, and it'll be effective with you. Uh, if you want to learn more about some of the the players that have trained with Bruce, check out bluewhiteillustrated.com. Nate Bauer has a great article about Olaf Shanu, who is uh, one of the the players that is training with uh, Bruce over at Lombard MMA. Do you mind if we talk about uh, Olu and some of the other guys that you are training yeah. and, and some of your thoughts about their either athleticism or kind of what their strengths are as a football player as you've seen it through your lens? Do you mind if we start yeah. with Olu? Yep. Uh, so Olu, I've had, uh, this is their his second uh, year doing some boxing with me and um, I assume we will continue as as spring ball ends and we move into the summer uh, but yeah when I first met him obviously he's a huge he's tall and, and big but he came to training with his glasses on very quiet and smiling a lot and I was like all right just good guy and whatever um, and then the feedback and how I see on tv I'm like holy cow is this the same guy as he's just crushing people. Um, so, um, personally, I don't, I don't, you know, I know him as much as he comes in the gym and our conversations there, but, uh, as his friends, I think I've overheard him call him like the gentle giant. Um, but those are the people that I really just admire that they just walk around casual, easy going friendly. Uh, but you put them in competition, uh, with teammates or, you know, trying to, to win at their competition and they're a totally different person. Um, and, uh, but his boxing training, uh, you know, started with not knowing anything. And from what I see, it's certainly his boxing has improved. It's fun to watch. 
Uh, and the feedback that a little bit of feedback that he gives me, I don't ask much, but um, he, I guess it feels like he, it is helping him. It is helping with his, his footwork, his hand quickness, uh, his timing, his explosion. As he moves on to the next level, hopefully he can continue his boxing to help him on the, on the football field. Olu last season had a, a season that allowed him to be in the conversation to be a first-round draft pick. Um, do you see a difference in athleticism from guys you've trained? And is there just guys, are there guys, and is Olu one of them, that you it's just a different level of athleticism, whether it's how quickly he picks it up or what happens once he does pick it up? You know, even if there's similar athletic ability, it's really about, going, like I mentioned, going back to kind of being a learner and like a white belt, as we call it in martial arts. We have a saying, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. So you start out slow, get it smooth. And then as it gets smooth, then you could go faster. Uh, and again, put those natural uh, attributes that, that athletes have, whether it be speed, power. But uh, the key to learning something new or cross-training is start out slow. You don't have to go zero to 100 uh, in a day. Um, it's a new sport and you got to go through the progression again, better athletes will pick it up quicker. Um, and Olu's a great athlete. So he picked it up pretty quick and other guys. Uh, I remember Carl, I was training him when he was just a walk on. He was part of all that D line crew with Zettel and John Austin Johnson, all that crew. Um, and, uh, and then that's his senior year or his junior year is when he got that scholarship, I think. And then going into his senior year and then he crushed it. Some of the other guys that uh, I got to observe, specifically Vega Iwane, who is a ultra-talented offensive lineman, um, also seemed like a pretty good boxer. When we were there, he had the beanie on. I, I was joking with him afterwards. It's like, you came dressed for the part. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so who are the other offensive linemen that have stood out to you that, uh, that you've worked with and that you think have progressed? Yeah, well, Caden, and I, I don't really know their last names perfectly, but but Caden. Caden Wallace. Uh, yeah, and he's trained me for two years. Sal's trained me for two years. Um, and then uh, uh, Jimmy Christ, I don't, uh, he's trained me for a couple years as well. But they, uh, the guys that were with me last summer, uh, you could you can see their the evolution, and they've gotten pretty good. Um, because, again, last summer it was mostly, you know, keeping it slow, finding rhythm. And then when they came back this year, now they can put a little bit more of that explosion into it. And that's pretty cool to see. Because uh, a lot of times if you get these big guys, uh, they're used to – it's almost like a bench press. They're just pushing everything. Um, and so once we can kind of – not necessarily convince them, but just kind of they get a feel for that retraction, uh, then then they can put that speed and that retraction makes it seem even faster and it's more explosive. When you push something, a, a human or a body can feel that and resist it. It's that – that quick retraction that snaps somebody that takes them off their rhythm. That's what causes knockouts in, in boxing. It's a, not a push punch necessarily. It's, it's hitting that head and snapping it back. It's like a whiplash effect. Mm -hmm. uh, and that body or that person's head snaps and it, you know, potentially knocks them out or whatever. Or if you hit their body, it just jars them. And it, it takes them off their rhythm. If you have a push punch, then they can, they recover and they can feel it and they can press back. Uh, so we're teaching them how to, uh, throw with retraction, which is develops more speed and also teaches them how to miss. Um, so boxing is not just about just learning how to hit a target accurately. It's, 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 we're teaching them how to miss. So if they're, if they're punching at somebody or whatever, and they miss, they still have good body mechanics and leverage and balance. Whereas if you have bad punching ability or it's a push punch, 
um, and you miss, you're going to fall off balance. So it leaves you with one technique, basically, and then you're out. Uh, we're teaching them how to have, if they need, multiple punches or strikes uh, and still maintaining balance. And if they miss, they're still right there in the game and then get the next shot in. Uh, so boxing and then how we cross-train over football is not only teaching them how to be accurate and hit with force and speed, but we're teaching them how to miss, uh, which is just important because we're going to fail as many times as we, we're going to succeed. I, I just learned something new, and I love that. That's super cool. I, I never knew about the retraction part of, of yeah. contact. Um, the, the last guy I want to ask you about is a guy that a lot of Penn State fans are very excited about, Deny Dennis Sutton, defensive end. I know he's worked with you a little bit. What are your impressions of him as an athlete and where he's growing in what you've been teaching him? Okay, yeah. And then uh, first, as I, I train with him a couple times a week. Um, and as a person, I am impressed. He's only 19, I think. Please, thank you. Yes, sir. What, I mean, not even really necessary um, because we've developed a relationship, but um, – what a what a great guy. So when I see that, I know he's going to be successful um, because, you know, athletics and football, it's just not about being a great athlete because there's a lot of great athletes. Uh, it's about being courteous, friendly, um, and then staying focused, uh, being smart, uh, the intellectual part. So people look at certainly fighting I'm well aware of, and they just look at these these barbarians that just get out there and physically tear each other up. At the highest level, it is smarts. It's being having that intellectual development and ability, which uh, I like with all my fighters. Um, and it's easier for coaches. If you get guys that are just going through the athletic motions but aren't paying attention and aren't following directions, that's hard to coach. Um, and you look at the highest level of the NFL, those guys are freak athletes, but a lot of them are smart yeah. and attention to detail. Uh, but him uh, physically, you know, obviously he's a physical specimen. He's only 19. Um, but so we're doing boxing. So he loves the sport of boxing and he understands how boxing is going to help him and his craft on the football field. Uh, and I think what he appreciates is the, again, the, the attention to detail. Uh, we try to train perfection. And so we're in a controlled environment. It's just me and him, you know, nobody's punching at us. There's no stress. So in that controlled environment, we want to be perfect because we know in any sport, but in particular combat sports or football, everything loosens up the best in the world aren't going to be perfect every play or maybe at all. But if we're as perfect as we can in, in training, then as we loosen up, when things are fast, you're rocked fourth quarter, tired, um, you're still going to be pretty darn good. It's almost an autopilot. So he, I, I'm seeing that he really appreciates that attention to detail. So when I'm almost correcting him constantly, he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't sulk. Um, he just feels like, okay, yeah, and he, and he figures it out, and then we go from there. So that's uh, so that's nice. It's fun to train guys like that, that they're willing to be broken down because the ultimate goal is to be as perfect as we can to help him get to that next level of where that might be, all Big Ten or All-American or NFL. Um, so that's, that's, that's important. We will start our hand fighting uh, with him after spring ball. Uh, which is great because he'll have a good understanding of his hands and the body motions of boxing. So I'm looking forward to seeing when we start the hand fighting, the hand training, uh, hand speed training, um, he, he's probably going to do really, really well with that. Uh, you so. just 
you just got so many Penn State fans super excited to hear that. So we'll be, I'll be excited to see uh, the progress with Denai, not only with what you guys are doing, but also obviously with his football career uh, coming up this spring for spring football, which we're just on the precipice of the practice officially starting. I want to switch gears here for just the the final part of the show. And thank you so much for the time. Uh, just a couple more things I want to get to, because this is also a new era for everybody with nil and and i know that this is a new space for you and for the state college community as a business here um have uh what what has this been like for you what has this opportunity or what has this um new space done for your business and your relationship with these players yeah so it's brand new to me as far as this this uh this february or late january uh, when I started working with the O-line guys, uh, like I mentioned years ago, I would do it. I would just train these guys for nothing because I was trying to learn. Uh, but at that time, I also knew I couldn't post anything on social media or anything with, again, how the NCA worked. Or Again, I, I, I never really even understood everything. I just was paranoid to do anything. I didn't want to get anybody in trouble. So with doing this, my first experience, you know, this setup where, you know, I would train these guys as a group. Uh, the O-line as a group, and then in exchange, uh, they would, you know, support my social media platform where they would um, share our posts um, or my tweets or whichever on Instagram and Twitter, uh, and that would be a way to hopefully, you know, get the word out of not only Lombard MMA uh, and, and its existence in downtown State College, you know, block off Penn State campus, so hoping that Penn State students will see the the relationship I have with the football student athletes, uh, but also the MMAFX brand um, to kind of spread that, that, that we not only work with D-line and wide receivers guys, but we work a lot with O-line, offensive line. So, you know, it was, it was hopefully a, a way for uh, these guys to get in there without having to, to pay a certain fee. Mm-hmm. And it was a way for uh, me to utilize, I think, their popularity on social media because of who they are or where they play at Penn state um, to help, you know, our marketing campaign to get the, the word and the visual out there that we exist and this is what we offer and how we can help people. Word of mouth between the players on the team is obviously going to be more uh, beneficial, but if that, I know there are some prospects and there are some players on the team that have watched the show in the past. So um, where can uh, athletes of any kind or people that are interested in going to uh, train with you, where can they go and find your information to, to sign up? Yeah, they can go, you know, there's MMAFX.net is the is the football website and then lombardarmade.com is the the brick and mortar but it's still you know they're still connected um instagram is is lombard mma uh, or mmafx uh twitter same thing the lombard mma handle uh and then anybody can reach out to me through there and and whether it's high school we've even had young athletes you know 10 12 years old which boy to start that age working your hands um Geez, that's that's pretty awesome, and it's and and it's great for any sport. It's hand-eye coordination for any sport, but particular football. Um, so we worked with high school players and college and NFL. We've been with a lot of NFL guys. So um, we uh, encourage anybody at any level, any athletic background, uh, to kind of think outside the box, do little things. And now that you have an opportunity with uh, with this program that's been around for almost ten years, and and uh, and as you just said, word of mouth is how we basically get um, from one person, one athlete to the next, you know, 
you know, social media and all that stuff helps. I'm not the biggest social media person. I kind of suck at it, but, um, but it's the word of mouth, uh, which is more important to me than a, a social media post. They're both great. But if you have somebody that feels like they're benefiting and, and they're improving and they tell their, their friend or their teammate or whatever, that means more to me than, than just, uh, you know, the social media kind of uh, interaction. Uh, Bruce Lombard, Lombard MMA. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate all the time you gave us. You gave us a ton of time. This is a great show. So thank you for in educating our audience and for uh, opening up about what you do. Okay. Thanks to you, Frank. I love what you guys do and appreciate having me on. That'll do it today for the BWI Daily Edition. We'll be back tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're reaching out to Bruce, let him know you came from the Daily. That helped us out too. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we will yeah, talk to yeah. you tomorrow. Okay. <laughs>